This is Taylor Talk, the number one Taylor Swift podcast brought to you by taylortalk.org. What's up, guys, and welcome to this very special edition of Taylor Talk, the Taylor Swift podcast, episode 155. My name's Adam. I'm Diane. I'm Sammy. And I'm Steve. And we're here chatting with you guys a day late. We actually did two things bad this week. We did two things. What we did, did we, we did two we things did? bad. One is the very first mini series we ever did that was supposed to be a three part series. We <laughs> already broke it because we only did one part and we can't do part two this week. Oops. And two, we're releasing a day late this week. But we, uh, well, I don't know. Are we out of the woods yet? Do you guys excuse us? I think it was for a good reason. I see what I you think. did there. Uh, Steve saw what I did there. <laughs> it was good. So that's why we got a special edition. I'm so stoked to record this episode right now. Like, really, really excited. So let's get just straight into first impressions. Do you guys want to start with your own or want to start with ones that we've had submitted to us by listeners of the show? Can I start with mine? Is, I, is that okay? I guess. Okay, Absolutely. so in my notes, I wrote WOW in all caps. Yeah, you spelled WOW wrong, though. No, I didn't. That's how I spell it. <laughs> You're like Joey from Blossom. Whoa. Nobody's going to get their reference. That's okay. That's okay. No, but really, it was like, when I heard it the first time, I was like, wait, this is Taylor Swift? I yes. Was, I, I was like, kind of like, this is really different. But then when I heard it time two, I kind of cried because, it, I, I don't know, I just know what that feels like. So to me, this song just means so much. Yes. And it's, it's so perfect and it was so artful and masterful and I really, like, I can't give it any higher praise. Like, it's, it's, it's amazing. Okay, we'll dig deeper. Sammy, Steve, first impressions. I felt like I was stepping back in time. <laughs> this one really captured that 1980s vibe. Did that you was jump the into your DeLorean and <laughs> race up to 88 miles per hour? Yeah. 89 miles per hour. 88. 88. I know, but, in the, I know, but for But I see where you're going. Oh, that. okay. I get it, Sammy. <laughs> Clever. Okay. <laughs> Sammy, first impression. Um, I like was like twitching with excitement. It is so good. It was not what I expected at all. Um, actually, that's not true. Um, I expected it to be more of a ballad, whereas, you know, this it it's frantic and chaotic, like yeah. the way that Taylor describes it. But it actually kind of is an upbeat song, at least in the message of the song. Mm-hmm. And I love how it's like it sounds like a really like moody ballad, but it actually is an you know, it's like a song that's like has a positive message. I just I love it so much. Mm-hmm. I freaking love the beginning part with Jack Antonoff when he's doing the oh the voice thing. Oh my god, I love the beginning. <laughs> that was him. Yeah. How do you know? Because if you listen to any song on uh, Bleachers album, it, they all sound like that, and it's oh, it's him. Okay. Like if you listen to Strange Desires, which I recommend, I think Steve recommends. Um, and uh, Brian Mansfield recommended it's like all of the songs sound very similar to that having that weird voice thing at the beginning and it's so good and awesome so you're basing (laughs) it on his other songs I only want to throw that out there for now reason being is because a long long time ago once upon a time we made a a big mistake here on the show what did we do just one <laughs> <laughs> two in a row this time, sweet. Yeah, it was only one that time. 
But wow. basic, basically, in a nutshell, the reason I want to hold your thought, even if it's a very strong chance of it being him, is because once upon a time when Highway Don't Care came out, w- at mm. the end when Tim McGraw is kind of on that loop and he's doing his own backup vocals, we mm. thought Keith Urban jumped in. Oh, and yeah, it wasn't actually and it was him. Not Keith Urban. Because we heard two male voices and just okay, naturally assumed it was him when we were wrong. So I only want to say that, Sammy, not okay, that I'm saying that you're wrong. I'm just saying that it's it's not necessarily confirmed. Okay, so I'll say the guy at the beginning or the the male voice at the beginning. It may not even be a male voice. Well, it's it sounds voice. male to me. It has to be male. It's not Taylor. Yeah. Could be Taylor. Let's, um, ju- let's just say that there is some significant uh, signature Jack Antonoff touches to this you. song. There we go. Good, Steve. Is someone going to ask me my first impression? Oh, Adam, what was your first impression of the song? Taylor Swift is back, baby! Where did she go? She is back! She is back! This is Taylor Swift. This is what I have been waiting for. This is what I wanted out of 1989. I wanted Taylor to come in with that Taylor-style writing, but just with the different sound. We knew it had a different sound. But this is not Shake It Off. This is Out of the Woods. And, like... I am just so happy because Taylor said that this sets the tone for the rest of the album. And I was, okay, it's time for me to throw out out a confession. Thank you, Adam. Finally, you're going to be honest with these people. I'm going to throw out a confession here. For two months. Taylor has officially won my heart back over. (laughs) My confession here is that I was deathly afraid of the rest of this album sounding like Shake It Off. He was, oh, you guys, the text messages I would get and the phone calls. No. I was so scared. And, okay, here's the thing. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I don't think Shake It Off is bad. It just doesn't appeal to me personally. Like, this is the thing. Everybody on this panel, and I'm sure everybody listening, has at least one or two Taylor songs that they just don't like. I do. Or not necessarily that they don't like, but, but just aren't you know the that ones you just that don't listen to. to. Yeah, now shake it off. I will be honest, and I'm only saying this because I've had a couple other um, people, uh, like I guess uh, closet closet people, who also came to me, and they're like, I I don't really like shake it off. So it is okay to not like the first single because it's, it's not okay to my not favorite. Like any song, guys, totally okay. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that there are plenty of people that are not okay with. The way that Out of the Woods sounds. That's possible, it's- but I love it. <laughs> I absolutely love it, and it's very, very rare that I feel this passionately in favor of any song the first time I hear it. Because even a lot of the Taylor songs I love, I have to hear it a few times to fall in love with it. Th- that's very true on this one, Adam. It-, it was really, as soon as you heard it, it was like, it hit you. Yeah. Yeah. It just Shake it off was one gates. that it had. I had to try to listen to Shake It Off a couple of times before I really started getting into it. And even when we um, gave our one to thirteen rankings, when we did a review of Shake It Off, they weren't as high as I think that later in this episode they're going to be. Mm-hmm. No, I agree with yeah. that. Oh gosh, no! This song is so much better. <laughs> <laughs> I am sorry, Taylor. It's not that Shake It Off was bad. I know Taylor's not listening, but just in in the very like minute chance. She is. Did I use the proper use of my new there, Diane, English yes. person? <laughs> sure. In the tiny chance, the tiny off chance that Taylor might be listening right now. It's not that I don't like Shake It Off. It's just this is in its own league. This is just so much better. I mean, Shake It Off, you can see the difference in co-writers. Shake It Off is with Max Martin. That was written to sell. That was written to go on pop radio. This was written with Jack Antonoff. It was two actual artists 
teaming up to express real emotion. You're like a cheerleader this episode. Oh, He's so awesome. <laughs> this is exciting. This is, this I'm is great. I, I'm all pumped that, up now too. You there's should the be. enthusiasm that Adam has, and then there is whatever this is right now. This is like, out of the woods level. <laughs> Adam is out of the woods with enthusiasm right now. Yes, yes. Um, sh- shoot, I was gonna I was gonna say something else too. Probably what, something else profound and excited. I was very excited. Oh, I remember what it was. Now, we got our preview of this this morning on Good Morning America. Now, I should throw that out there because they usually do at the beginning of the episode. These are our first reactions right now. We're literally recording within – we started this recording within an hour of Shake It Off – Shake It Off. Oh, yeah, yeah. Out of the Woods. Of Out of the Woods being released. So these are very initial reactions. We don't have any, you know, extreme amounts of information or anything. This is just first impressions. So mm-hmm. – this morning, we heard a clip on Good Morning America, right? Or tried to hear. Or tried to hear. <laughs> Was prevented from hearing. Yes. And I'm not going to lie. It put a little fear in my heart. I heard just that little bit of the chorus, and I was like, eh, it's repetitive and like, eh. But once it's put in co- into context and in the actual song, perfect. This yes. is the thing with the repetitive thing. And I saw this a lot on Twitter and on other social media platforms, but mostly on Twitter, um, about... Uh, complaints that it's too repetitive and that you know it's not as you know high quality songwriting Mm. quote unquote for taylor because it's repetitive but what taylor said about the song on good morning america well it wasn't actually on good morning america it was on like a video on their website um but she talked about the anxiety that she felt in the in the emotion and the fragility and the you know breakable nature of the relationship and i'm quoting her um and the repetitiveness is to explain that feeling and you feel frantic and you feel anxiety when you listen to it and you feel the the breakable nature that she says and that's why it was so repetitive and it wasn't because she was lazy in her songwriting or anything like that it's because she needed to express the anxiety feeling and that's exactly what she does in the repetitive part of the song well taylor did say she attempted that with the entire album to capture the emotions of the song in the sound of the song Mm -hmm. not just with this so we'll see what happens with the rest of them too but sammy since you brought it up people's reactions on social media we got a few reactions from listeners out there uh, first, after the Good Morning America preview, we've got a few of those, and very few we just barely captured on the full song itself, because like I said, it only came out about an hour ago. So let's take a look at some of those. So with regards to the Good Morning America preview, we got at uh, All22Well on Twitter who said, uh, her opinion, the presenters should have just shut up. Nope. <laughs> oh, right. I think it was the presenters and it was the fact that they the did it over fans. the screaming fans, which I didn't understand. And I was like, wait, they're playing this. Wait, what is going on? And I had to like rewind it like 50 times in order to get a video to post. And it was just, well, I kind of I, I kind of put that tweet into our uh, notes here that we're following as, as kind of a joke, because that actually was when I tweeted out. I'm like, so what are your first impressions of the clip from Good Morning America? Most of the responses, like at least 75% of them, I wish I could have heard it over the presenters talking. Right, which I don't think is fair, and I don't know why they did that. Like, the point was to show off part of a new song, not for them to talk about, like, who Taylor Swift is and how much stuff she's won. Well, here's the irony of it. Useless information. Diane, here's the irony of it, is that they even 
mentioned in their discussion, they're like, Taylor has just been so great to us in our show. <laughs> like, we and it's like, well, themselves in the foot. Why don't you give your give her the same respect? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. And they even said, they were like, I want you guys to hear this. And we're like, we're trying to, but we can't hear it over you. Like, yeah, it was really? Bad. It, All right, well, it was I don't, just I don't a preview, a tease, if you will. It, you know, that's yeah, why it didn't have its own segment and everything. It was just like... You're, yeah, but the red ones, when she did that, she t- did the, her little spiel, and then they played the same amount of the song that they played of Out of the Woods. Why didn't they just do it that way? What was wrong with that? It worked so well last time. Yeah, it was so much clearer. Okay. Well, that's that's irrelevant. I don't want to get too deep into Good Morning America. I want to talk about the song itself, because that's the exciting part. Good Morning America. Well, well don't, yeah, but don't don't bash Good Morning America though, because they did play a preview of Taylor's song on there, and we would take listening to just a little tidbit over hearing nothing at all. I don't know, Steve. Actually, I, I don't. I'm not sure about that. I that had actually, it in my Steve. Head that all day. I, I, Steve, I think it ruined it. That yeah, I was gonna say that clip did nothing for me except make me fear that I wasn't gonna like the song. But again, story for another day. I, I want to get into some people's actual reactions to that clip, their initial reactions. So at Brianna. Rahik, I, I guess is how would you say that, uh, said it sounds like a Savage Garden song. I can definitely hear the influence. Do you guys hear some Savage Garden influence? In I there? can see that. Wasn't that a '90s thing though? I mean, I don't really. They yeah. were '90s, I, well, but somebody in one of the Rolling Stone articles, um, it said that one of the songs, and I can't remember which song right now, had a Sound Garden, Savage Garden um feel to it and i don't think it was out of the woods because when i went back to read the article it didn't say it um hey sammy i I, I could be deaf but can you just speak a little bit louder for me oh yeah sorry um when uh, into the mic sammy (laughs) i am like right here um i looked back into the article and i didn't see it about into the woods or out of the woods I'm going to keep doing that. Um, Sammy's going and... the wrong direction. <laughs> oh, did I just that's, do that? A... Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> that, was, that was completely wow. on accident. You're just like Taylor Swift accidentally <laughs> dropping oh, things. No, that, was totally the, that was totally an accident. <laughs> it's really funny. So, funny. Uh, but um, the point I'm trying to make is that it, it's, in one of the articles, it said that it, a song sounded like Savage Garden. Sammy, just I, scream for me. I'm trying. Um, I listened to Savage Garden's song, like their most popular one, which the song is like jumping out of my head right now. But it's, <gasps> Anytime it's, I need to see your face, I just close my eyes and I'm taking to a place to... to no, I don't I can't so. remember that. Do you, I is mean, that the hey, one? that's, um, that's frantic too. Why not? What is the... You mean truly uh, madly. Truly madly deeply. Thank you. I'll <laughs> be your dream. I'll yeah. be your wish. I'll be... That one? Kind, yeah, it kind of sounds like that, but I don't get the influence at all. I don't know if it was necessarily influenced, but I think it's just characteristic of some of the sounds of the of the time period. So I'll, I'll give her that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. that could be that could be it. Now let, let's move on to the next comment. We got Sarah from Facebook who said, "I love the sound. It's very '80s as promised." I also get from what I heard the anxiousness Taylor was talking about the repeating lines really give it that frantic feeling she was talking about. That's exactly what you guys were saying. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I agree with that. I don't know that it sounds 80s. Steve, does it sound 80s? Uh, it, sound, it sounds, there's a, there's a lot of 80s touches to it. Because, it, like, I good. only know, like, Madonna, and it doesn't sound like Madonna. <laughs> no, but, but the synthesizer and just, 
you know, I almost kind of want to break it down and listen to some songs and be like, oh, this part right here just sounds like this. And maybe someday we'll get to do something like that. Yeah. Steve, we should actually do, do something yeah, like should. that. That'd be cool. That would like, be really cool. Like when we have a chance to get more in depth, um, you know, beyond just our initial reactions and everything. So that's a good idea. Um, definitely spot on, Sarah, with your uh, comment noting uh, the 80s and the repetition and the frantic feeling and. I was frantic getting to this episode. Like, I was so excited. <laughs> I was getting pumped up. So now we got just a few comments on the full song itself. Fortunately, we have a good friend of the show, Sophia, who was at one of the secret sessions. So she got a chance to hear the full song um, long before we did and was able to actually leave us a comment. <laughs> and she said, I was shocked when she played it for us at the secret session. Definitely the opposite of what I expected. I thought it would be more of a ballad by just looking at the lyrics that were originally released in the Rolling Stone article. I agree I with that. I thought it would be the same. Yeah, I, I thought, thought it would this be would be song. the track five, yeah. And it's track four, right? It is track four. Mm-hmm. Yes, one, two, three, four. I counted. Mm-hmm. That's how I did it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I mean, definitely share some, some feelings with Sophia. thought it would be a little bit more serious, which actually is interesting because the next comment we got just a few minutes ago uh, at Becca underscore forever 13 on Twitter said, this is like the fast all too well. 2.0. I disagree I mean, with that. Kind of, sort of, not really kind of. I don't know. I feel like it's more of like a slower version of everything has changed. Kind of. No. Well, one of the, more in at, terms at, of the story anyway, not the sound. At least one of the lyrics that jumped out at me was talking about the necklace. So that's kind of like the scarf. Yeah. It's like a memento. It's something, a visual. But we'll get into that when we get more into the lyrics. So um, definitely thank you to everybody who managed to get some comments in really quick like that. Boom, boom, boom. Thank you for that. (laughs) So as as long as we're, we're going into our opinions now. So what is the song about in the general scheme of things? I know Taylor kind of told us, but does anyone want to sum it up? Apparently not. Is this when I get to talk? Yes, Sammy. That that was kind of what we were waiting for. We were waiting for Sammy to... Um, It's basically about a relationship that you don't know where it's going from day to day. And, you know, sometimes it's really good and sometimes it's really bad. And it's about that anxiety feeling of not knowing when you're going to wake up, if the relationship's going to be good or if it's going to be bad or that in-between phase, basically. Yeah, definitely. Thank I you, agree. Sammy. You're welcome. So, lyrics. Let's take a look at them then. Does anyone have any lyrics? I pulled out several lyrics from this There's song so that many. I love. So can, can I can I point out something that I think like Taylor Swift is going to single-handedly revive the Polaroid brand? I think so too because <laughs> she threw it in this song and I'm like, "Oh, this is off 1989." Her life is about Polaroids and Taylor, if you're out there listening, we have a Polaroid museum in Vegas. You got to come visit sometime. <laughs> just dropping a not so subtle hint there perhaps we should go like verse by verse just because there are so okay many cool what if what if the 1989 tour actually comes to vegas like fearless tour did and then taylor has an after party in the polaroid museum that would be a fun daydream I like that. <laughs> that would be very interesting i better get invited taylor i came up with the idea oh my gosh you can host it I can host it. I'll throw a party for her. Get the caterers. And she won't come. She won't come. I'll host it for everybody except her because she won't show up. She'll be on the first uh, private jet out of Vegas. 
And she'll be like, oops, missing some party thing that I read about on Twitter. Oops. All right. So, but for real though, what, what lyrics? Somebody, someone throw some out there and let's dive into them. Um, are we going in order? What do you mean in order? There is no order. Just somebody talk. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should go from each verse because there, yeah, there are so many. Like, oh, is that like, what you meant? I, I thought. Meant. Oh, I thought Sammy meant like like Sammy, <laughs> like then Steve, then Diane, then Adam, then Sammy, then Steve, Diane. No, no, then... no, 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 no. Okay. No, Adam. Adam's a mess. I He's am so excited he can't contain himself. <laughs> All right, Diane, why don't you start with the first verse? Okay. Oh gosh. Can I go? Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so this this first verse right from the get go is where I was so excited to see like yes Taylor's back baby like that whole feeling because just right from the beginning with her visual we were lying on your couch like that is it's the so Taylor simple, storytelling right? it's it's simple but. It's also complex. It tells a story. It gives you a visual. You can automatically picture it right in your head. You know exactly what's happening. You see Taylor on the couch. With this man who will remain With nameless. Take, taking a Polaroid picture. Yeah. A man who just went the wrong direction for her. Oh, God. Stop it. I know. It was We're funnier the first time so when I did it on accident. <laughs> Sorry. I, I, I do tried. have to say one thing I like about this time through releasing a song. What's up, uh, Steve? Ta- Taylor actually posted the lyrics on Tumblr. Yes. Oh, I know. That was so so we can have the actual lyrics and we don't have to be like, so we don't have Diane on here. So yet? we don't have Diane on here, like arguing that the lyrics are bake, bake, a bake. <laughs> she said that recently on Tumblr. She so she knows Tumblr. it's a thing. <laughs> yeah, and they were great lyrics. They just weren't the right lyrics. That's all. <laughs> But we um, do have the right lyrics. And, I, and Steve, speaking in addition to your point, I also like the fact that she pointed out that it was written by Taylor Swift and Jack Antonoff and then yes. produced by Jack Antonoff. So we kind of have all the puzzle pieces here so we can do a good analysis. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's very true. So lyrics then. Um, I really liked the rest of the world was black and white and we were in screaming color because, again, she it took my line. Oh, crap. That's where I was I'm the one that put it in bold in the notes. You guys both go stole ahead, it for me. Steve, no, no, no. Go ahead. That, that, no, I think that is probably the the best group of lines through the song, though. Actually, yeah. Steve, go because I can hear you better. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on top of it. <laughs> she she <laughs> needs to be closer to the microphone or turn it up there or something. Oh, Sammy, I, it, it seriously could be me. Like everybody I listening right now could be like Adam is nuts. Sammy sounds like I everybody hope it's else. I you because I'm like on top of the mic. I think she sounds fine so let's just keep moving. Okay, it's, it's me just kind of somehow tuning her out. That's, that's a talent. Let's say that. <laughs> I'm leaving now. Oh, Steve, let's no. talk about these colors. Yes. Okay. Well, no, I think that's what's really good is the, the contrast there between you know, the rest of the world is in black and white, and we're in screaming color. It's not even just color. It's screaming color. That just, you can visualize that. That's you know what I find very unique choice. about it, though? What? Is that it's about a troubled relationship, right? Like, it's about mm-hmm. the one, are we out of the woods, where she feels kind of trapped in this one situation. However, to me, it's almost like I would flip that. Like, a troubled relationship would be the black and white one, and a good, solid relationship would be in screaming color. Maybe no, no, screaming the, the, because they fight? Because no. there's so much No, different. I disagree with that. No? No, the, the difference is the black and white is boring. Okay. What she's yeah. referring to is a relationship that you're hanging on for your dear life. You're like, this is just so crazy and everything amazing. 
that's the relationships that a lot of people like. They don't like boring relationships. They want, yeah. you know, drama, I guess, and such. I that's agree. I guess that's a way to, yeah. That, Can that I works. interject with something really quick that I just saw on Twitter? Apparently, it's Out of the Woods is the first song in history to sell out of a digital copy on iTunes. Huh? What? It says sold out. No, you can't do that. It's, it's media. You the, just copy the file. How do you sell out? I don't know. That's a constructed thing. They made that up. <laughs> Are they doing that? Like, you know, I wonder, was there something we weren't aware of that it was limited? Because Taylor said that this is not the next single. She said it's not. I wonder and, if they're going to change maybe, their mind. Maybe if it's just because, you know, it's sold out, like, they had a limited amount of copies that you can get if you didn't pre-order the that, album. Well, that's what I think. It it was considered an unlock, if you will, for people that pre-ordered the album. That's what it was considered. Okay. So that's why I think it sold out because I have not pre-ordered on iTunes though, Stephen. I was able to buy it with no. Problem. Yeah, that's you can what I'm buy saying. That there's X number of copies yeah. available versus eventually when the whole album releases, then that song will be available again. But for yeah, right now, right that... now it says album only, and now it says sold out. So sold they out. capped the number of ones that they were unlocking for people so yeah how peculiar grab it. <laughs> well i don't think that's smart though because then people will still yeah but get it's the song it's... but they won't buy it you know what i'm saying no it's like not that they're not buying buy it. it it's that they're it was like they had say a hundred copies for people who hadn't pre-ordered the album and those hundred copies sold out. So you can only get it if you pre-ordered the, the album. Sammy, I think now, they it, made more than a hundred available because well, I, I wouldn't have gotten my copy even. I'm, I'm using that as, an, as a, a small example because it's probably like a million or a billion or something like that. Um, okay. But I think that the issue was is that people that had pre-ordered the album weren't able to get it because that was an issue for, I think, both Steve and I. We had an issue with and it. And Taylor Swift, she was having problems getting her own song. Yeah. On Twitter. So, sorry to interject, but I had to throw that in there because I thought that was kind of interesting. Okay, back to the lyrics. Okay. <laughs> Where were we? <laughs> well, we've just finished with the first verse and then it's the chorus. Are we out of the woods yet? Are we out of the woods yet? You know, how, how, well, hang on. Before we get to the chorus, how clever of Taylor to point out the fact that this song sets the rest of the album up, and the album cover is conveniently a Polaroid, and this song mentions the Polaroid. This hmm. is a smart move. That's a very smart move. I see what you did there, Tay-Tay. I, I also kind of see this song and how they released it and unlocked it and everything else like that is a secret session for the masses. So we would yeah. get to enjoy the album, too, before it comes out in two weeks. Mm -hmm. Maybe. I wonder if she's going to... Never mind. Can we go back to the lyrics? <laughs> All right, so chorus. Um, the chorus is very complicated lyrically. Yes. <laughs> Emotionally, yes. It says, are we out of the woods yet? 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 I can't do it. Except she does it Tongue twister. <laughs> you, you must sound like a five-year-old child that's, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? <laughs> Thanks, Steve. Appreciate it. So, I mean, does anybody have any comment on it? I mean, the... It, it, I think that, I mean, we already talked about it. It perfectly describes that anxiety feeling of not knowing if your relationship is going to be good that day or not. It's kind of like a Dear John kind of thing, you know, not knowing if you're going to wake up and he's going to, you know, want to be with you and want to love you or, or mm -hmm. if he's going to hate you that day. 
Right. And But uh, hold on, Sam. I think it's not that she's having a um a a a problem with this guy. It's that they're having a problem being together. Like for some reason them together they just fight or it's good sometimes yeah. and then sometimes it's not like it's not his fault that things aren't good you know no what I mean? i'm not blaming him i think and i don't think taylor is either i think it's an emotional thing i blame him because taylor is perfect and can do no wrong okay Adam. <laughs> <Okey> dokie. <laughs> <laughs> but one thing i do want to point out is that the lyrics are in the chorus are definitely not meant to be taken literal because are we out of the woods is like a or out of the woods specifically is a figure of speech yeah. yeah, but there mm-hmm. are parts in the song where she kind of makes it sound like it's like they're, um, the, you know, like they're, they are in the actual woods because she says clear, which could also mean like a, you know, like a little um, tree break. Or well, something, they you had know? the snowmobile yeah, experience. The, yeah. yeah. And then they um, mentioned trees in the song later and they also mentioned we'll the sun. We'll get to so that in a second. There, yeah. there is nature in this song. Nature serves as a visual, but also a metaphor, and we'll get to that when we get to that verse. Yeah, I think the other thing with the clear, are we in the clear yet, is that it's kind of like, um, are we in the clear where we can, you know, just be together and Mm -hmm. not have to have this back and forth thing, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 We good? We're good. Uh Let's go to the next verse. All right, next verse. What have we got? Um, I really like we were built to fall apart, then fall back together. Yes. Um, Explain your reason and then I'll follow up with mine. Um, I think visually it's really interesting, um, visual, (laughs) um, of like a relationship falling apart and then almost like bouncing back together. Um, I think lyrically it's just beautiful lyrics. That's really all i had to say you can go now well sammy this is why i love it so much though is specifically the part we were built to fall apart like this is what i'm talking about with old taylor it's so interesting lyrically and i can't even you know basically i can't even put into words what i'm thinking Ooh, but it's I, sort of I, I hang on hang on you mean go ahead. but it's it's the thing is is because like it's so complex even though it's so simple kind of what what's the example from read that i'm thinking of that's like really simple but complex it's oh call me break a like break me like a promise no yeah mm. maybe yeah that's a really maybe that was it too. but what <laughs> i'm getting at with this is we were built to fall apart is so interesting because you don't build things yeah. for them to fall apart yeah that's yeah. really cool so it's just so fascinating and i can't even put into words like the emotion it brings i i mean that is those are the words i i can't yeah. do it any better well, I think there's another line that goes directly with that. It's the same sort of feeling there. It's the the two paper airplanes flying, flying. flying. And, and part of that is you think of a paper airplane is very delicate, and it's the same mm-hmm. sort of thing that we were built to fall apart. It's just something a very uh, – the fragility of the relationship, as Taylor likes to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she really I mean, th- that. I think those two lines emphasize that more than anything else in this song. Definitely. That's a great observation, yeah. Steve, talking about how it is pointing out how fragile the relationship is. You verbalized it better than I could. <laughs> 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 Thank you for picking up the slack for me on that one. It's, it's teamwork. Yeah, but it is very similar because something isn't built to fall apart yet – something built to fall apart is built in sort of a poor fashion and Uh two paper airplanes paper airplanes don't stay afloat very long no No. they just crash 
Yeah, they crash and unfold. So it's very clever. Like, that's what I'm talking about. This is the Taylor writing I'm talking about. And, like, well, I Jack love it. Jack helped, too. I know. I, I was <laughs> I was just about to say, I feel like Jack and Taylor bring out some awesome artisticness. Is that And a Jack even said that this was, like, the most important song that he's ever worked on. Yeah. So that's There's saying a, a lot. I got the direct quote if you want it. Go ahead. Yeah. Out of the woods. I couldn't love working with Taylor more. This song plus the experience making it means the world to me so that's that's pretty big words and then he tweeted out of the woods is one of the most important things i've ever been a part of and i cannot wait for you to hear it well it's just very interesting and and that quote specifically as long as we're on it like most important thing how do you describe it as being the most important thing specifically because i can see like maybe he meant it was the most important thing to help him develop as a writer and help taylor develop as a writer the way they bounced off each other and worked with each other Maybe. I mean, he could have also meant musically it's the most important thing that it's like, I mean, I don't know if it's musically, if it's complicated musically or anything like that. Um, but I, he could mean it that way or he can mean it lyrically that like it was very not difficult for them to write. It was actually probably really easy for them to write, but that it was important in terms of the meaning. I don't know. He can mean that many, many different ways. Yes. Either way, it's... Uh... Awesome. Awesome. (laughs) So next, next verse. So we have the line that we already knew. Remember when you hit the brakes too soon, 20 stitches in a hospital room. Mm -hmm. I think that that is the one. I mean, we, we all had those lyrics and we were all probably singing it a different way than um, obviously than Taylor did. I think this bridge is one of the strongest and best bridges that Taylor has ever written lyrically it's amazing and so visual and you I mean I thought that that was like gonna be like the whole song not the whole song but like uh, like I thought that that was gonna be what the whole song was about um because Taylor said I have this quote somewhere um oh maybe I don't oh yeah (laughs) um she said it was inspired by a snowmobile accident um so like I think that at least for me um I thought that the whole song and she said that her like her life flashed before her eyes i thought the whole song was going to be about her life flashing before her eyes because Mm -hmm. you know it sounds like you're saying are you out of the woods are you you know like are you guys like safe from this accident kind of thing um and i think we even talked about that um in our rolling stone article episode um but so but i think as a bridge for this song, it is a lot stronger than it would have been had it been like the whole song. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. No, it makes sense, Sammy, because I think you're right. I think this is some of the best writing that Taylor has ever done. And I mean, we all know that she is most proud of this album over all her past albums, which she says about every single new album that comes out. (laughs) But that's also because she gets so much better with every single one. And what I love about this is just the way she uses the words. She's got so many things in there that are both metaphorical and literal. And, you know, we talked about, Diane, you were talking earlier, I think, about the nature visuals. You got the sun came up and, you know, and you got the monsters turning into trees. And those things are both literal to set a scene, to put you in a scene. Because the snowmobile snowmobile accident 
probably happen in a woodsy type mountainy setting. Right. And yeah. the sun coming up, they're talking about they're in the hospital room, the sun comes up through the window. But it's so much more than that because the sun coming up is also like she said her life flashed before her eyes. She thought she was going to die in that accident. Mm-hmm. Right. The sun coming up is a new day. It's she's still alive. Yeah. Yeah, and she, like, almost has to make a decision, and then in the next line, she basically does when she says, I was looking at you, remember when we couldn't take the heat, I walked out and said, I'm setting you free. Um, And she's basically making a decision right there that, you know, as amazing as the good times are, the bad times are just too much anxiety for her, and she can't do it anymore, and, you know, having your life flash before your eyes made her realize that. Well, Sammy, moving to the next line, even beyond that, but the monsters turned out to be just trees. My absolute favorite line in yeah. this song. That is yeah. so complex in ways that I don't even think I know yet. Oh, I'm about to tell them to you. <laughs> I'm about to tell them to you, Diane. Here it comes. Okay, you ready? go uh, ahead. Enlighten your, me. Your mind's going to be blown, actually, unless you already knew it, in which case you'll just be like, yeah, that makes sense. Well, I may know, but go ahead. Okay, so monsters turned out to be just trees. This is the one line that specifically that is so metaphor and literal all in one because mm-hmm. the monsters turned out to be trees could be the cause of the snowmobile accident, right? Mm-hmm. But the monsters um, turned out to be just trees. In the sense that she was afraid of, like, the trees killing her no as of, like no no, no 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 okay okay the trees you're staying too literal you the know? trees you're yeah you're being too literal okay. the trees are every single each new tree each and every tree is a problem in their relationship because the monsters are trees and she's asking are we out of the woods yet she wants to get out of those trees those are all yeah. the problems she wants to move beyond the problems of the relationship it is so freaking awesome i love that line <laughs> You make okay. me smile. <laughs> you make me smile. Okay. Um, but, like, oh, I don't know how you guys aren't this excited. Do you not no, see no, it yet? It's, it's no, a very yeah. good line, and there's many different ways that you can take that. I mean, you Definitely. could even take it from the point of almost like the paparazzi and kind of how they, you know, made everything like it was a big deal. And in the end, it really, things weren't a big deal. Except the paparazzi didn't catch this snowmobile accident. No, but I'm just saying the relationship (laughs) in general. I mean, you know, when that relationship happened, that that was news everywhere constantly. Right. You know, it was just a monster of something. And and really, when it comes down to it, none of that stuff really matters. Yeah, they're just trees. I guess it's just not important. And I think, I think another way that you can interpret it, which is kind of similar to Adam's, but kind of oh i don't know it's basically the same as adam's but just like you know when she finally decided to let go she turned around and realized that all of the the issues weren't actually issues at all and that they probably could have made it work but it was just too much anxiety too many trees trees. or or it's where you're tackling something that's a giant problem and instead of you know, handling one piece at a time and working through it, you just see it as just a giant thing that you cannot overcome. Yeah. I love this line. It's a great line. I love love your interpretations of it also. Everybody's like, Sammy, you you kind of expanded on mine, the idea that trees are problems. And you you said, hang on, refresh my memory. You said something like they turn out to not be a big deal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like they're trees. Because that's why they, they appeared as monsters and then they turned out to be just trees because they appeared to be this big, huge monster. Yes. And they were actually just trees. 
Almost like the Wizard of Oz, like the trees coming out and grabbing people. That's the visualization that I'm getting, the Wizard of Oz trees. (laughs) So, I mean, that's pretty much it for the lyrics, though. I mean, that was the last verse. So... Uh, do you guys have anything to say about those last few lines? When the sun came up, you were looking at me. You were looking at me. You were looking at me. The, the, um, the way she sings it is so beautiful, though. Like she I like, just like hits yeah. these notes in the song that they just sound so powerful and like just wistful. I, I don't even know how to describe it in well, words. It's just incredible. Can we talk about her vocally for a minute? Because yeah. I yeah. think she had a, a such. I mean, I'm not a music person. Um, you know, I've never studied it professionally or anything like that. I, I only I know what I know from doing this podcast. And to me, though, she seemed to have quite a vocal range in this where she had yeah. the chorus is sort of a little bit lower. It's like, mm-hmm. are we out of the woods? And then she's, are we out of the woods? Like up there. <laughs> Um, yes. you know what I mean? So yes. like, I think she show, show, uh, showcased her vocal talents a little bit. In and this I song. really, I really like the, um, I remember part, um, at the end of the song. Cause it's kind of like, I mean, she says, um, remember when you hit the brakes too soon. Um, but I feel like she's saying, I remember for the whole thing, which is kind of where the all too well part comes back mm-hmm. in. Um, but she's also saying it just for that part because she doesn't say I remember anywhere else. Um, or she does She does at the beginning. She says, I remember thinking. And then it becomes this whole big flashback thing, which is where, you know, the life flashing before her eyes com- uh, comes back in because she's saying, I remember thinking, are we out of the woods? Are we in the clear? When her life was flashing before her eyes. Mm-hmm. 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 I seriously have not been this excited about a song discussion in a really long time. I think this is your favorite Taylor Swift song because I don't I've never <laughs> like this is I mean, I love this song, too. But for you, I mean, I'm I'm amazed how big this is. Like, this is really cool. <laughs> but, but it really is that good. It is. It I want to really listen to is. it again. Can we stop? I, I think one of the things you can look look at is also <laughs> this is not the first time that Taylor has collaborated on a song with Jack Antonoff. It's not That's right. a whole year ago. <laughs> and a lot Sweet. of people were not happy with that song. I was. I, it was I was good. too. I loved it. Sweeter Than Fiction was good, but you can see good. what a year has done here, that both Jack and Taylor have really raised that bar. Well, Steve, I think- can I say something to that, um, though, is – I would say, like, musically, I don't know if they necessarily have it. They've still got the same talent, but I think they had more free reign lyrically because in Sweeter Than Fiction, they were telling – what's his name? Paul Potts? Yeah. Yes. They were telling telling his story. story. So they were a little bit limited because this song is all about capturing the emotion of the moment. They could not do that nearly as effectively with Sweeter Than Fiction because they weren't the ones feeling the emotion. It wasn't happening to them, or in this case, Taylor. It was telling someone else's story. And they were also limited to a two-hour movie, which obviously they knew or would have found out about, like, the whole love story of Paul Potts and his wife. But, you know, they were limited to that two-hour movie where they were writing a song basically about the relationship in two hours. Whereas, you know, this relationship obviously affected Taylor enough for her to write about it, whether it lasted for two months, two years, two decades, it doesn't really matter. Um, I don't I think, think she's had a two-decade relationship. Uh, you know what she's I'm saying. She's barely been alive two decades. Give her a break. <laughs> she's been alive for two and a half decades. Um, but um, it, you know, it allowed them to be able to expand more, and I think that that's why lyrically and musically this song is a lot stronger than Sweeter Than Fiction. 
Yes, that's precisely it, is, is that they had more resources available, more memories, more personal feelings, yeah. things of that sort. Yeah, because it's, like you said, it's very hard to write an emotional song about emotions that you didn't feel. Does that make sense? Do you guys happen to remember what my first impression was on the Sweeter Than Fiction discussion? No. Mm. Does anyone remember? No, I don't. But when you you say it, I'll probably remember. (laughs) Yeah, I hope you do. (laughs) I said that my... (laughs) The first visual that came to mind when I was listening to it is it sounded like the type of song that should be playing in a Mary-Kate and Ashley movie yes! while they're riding oh, on yeah. the back of a moped <laughs> somewhere right. in Europe. <laughs> Didn't you say um, a Lizzie McGuire movie? Oh, Lizzie McGuire. Yeah, Lizzie yeah, McGuire. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's really same funny. same type of movie. But yeah, it's like Lizzie McGuire, the Lizzie McGuire movie where she's riding on a moped of some boy on, through Italy or wherever she was. Absolutely. So, what about uh, any other Taylor songs? Now, is the I I feel like ooh debatable whether or not. Well, I debate this too. What are you debating in your try, head? I'm debating in my own head <laughs> whether or not she has other songs about this relationship on Red. I think she does, but I don't think she has very many. I, I mean, I knew you were trouble no. is kind of speculated. I, I after listening to this song, I don't think I knew you were trouble is about this relationship anymore. I think I it's do. about. I, don't I still know. do. Mm. But that's I think I feel I, like we've I'm, had that conversation before. Yeah, so. I mean I just based my opinion on honestly, my opinion on I Knew You Were Trouble is based on his appearance in the music video and who he resembles. And uh he does not resemble this person. Um he resembles another person. And uh but mm, I just I feel like this song is I mean it's not well, it's kind of a positive song, but I feel like she reflects on this relationship better than she did on the relationship with the guy that um, I knew you were trouble inspired. That's my personal opinion. That was confusing. Can you use names? <laughs> <laughs> you want me to use names, really? Yes, just th- just name. Okay. Um, I think that all two. Uh, I knew you were trouble is about John Mayer, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I think that um, she had a more positive experience and believed stronger and wanted to fight stronger for her relationship with the person about out of the, that out of the woods is about. Who is that? It's the guy who was heading in the wrong direction. Okay. On his snowmobile and he hurt Taylor. He didn't want to say it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Harry Styles, everybody. Harry Styles. (laughs) Yes. Um, And there really is no cloudiness about this particular song and no. who it's about. No, not at all. Which is kind of interesting because a lot of Taylor's songs, there's just the little clues. And even when we listen, we still don't always know who it's about. Well, Steve, technically, we don't know we don't. who many of her songs are about. But this one, because of the snowmobile, we do have paparazzi images of harry and taylor spotted on a skiing trip together i think that's a big clue and i think that the necklace hanging from my neck and the paper paper airplanes is a big clue because um harry styles had a necklace that was a paper paper airplane and taylor went around wearing it um, about this about the same time that they were together so yeah. And that's also, winter, so and also in December, December when they're yeah. mentioning about yes. December, that's yes. when they actually were walking around Central Park, which yep. is very wooded, yep. which is out of the woods. So, yep. 
but Steve, metaphor and literal. I love it. <laughs> You're deep. It doesn't. Okay, the point of this is that it doesn't matter who the song's about because it's a very relatable song that you can relate mm-hmm. to a lot of different situations. I know I've been in situations like this, both with guys and with you know just life in general of being anxiety and looking at life and situations to be monsters when in reality they were just trees kind of thing yes so Mm -hmm. what about other jack antonoff songs he's part of the band fun and also part of bleachers i think it's most similar to bleachers um if you listen to sweet desire which i highly suggest that you do um it i was doing that before it downloaded um it sounds most like Bleacher's songs. Um, well, you got to figure Bleacher's yeah. is Jack Antonoff's more recent work. So it yeah. would be most similar to the Bleacher's songs. Yeah, but Jack Antonoff actually has some older stuff too, which is interesting. He actually was in a group, uh, Steel Train, and it's actually more 70s rock based. Hmm. So the guy is crazy talented. He is really He, he really talented. is. And, and I think you're going to continue to hear his name more and more often in the music business. Well, particularly now that he's writing and producing for Taylor, it's only a matter of time before he starts doing that for other artists, which, I mean, he has. He has, but I just mean on a more mainstream level that we hear about a lot more. No, he has a lot. Like, if you look at his credentials, I mean, not only did he write for Fun, he's written for Sarah Bareilles, he's written for Christina Perry, he's written with Tegan and Sarah, he's written with Carly Rae Jepsen, like, he's written with, like, a lot of songs that you would not think that he wrote on. Well, it's like Steve said, he's very talented, and his name will probably start to become more mainstream as a writer and producer as time goes. Yeah. As time goes on. So, now, we normally have a segment called Director's Chair, where we take a look and try and guess what a music video for this would look like, but I'm rather curious as to whether or not Taylor has already showed us what it would look like, because... She tweeted earlier, said tonight at midnight, tag Jack Antonoff, and had an interesting picture. Like, did you guys see that image? I didn't see the picture. She's she's been tweeting a lot of them, and then she tweeted um, that she had they had been photos that had she had taken when she has been on a hike um, recently. Um, So I feel like this is kind. It was kind of her way of not necessarily doing a music video. But, um, like, showing what it would look like, kind of. Yeah, she's already giving us the visual of the song. Just to describe the picture really quick, it, it's Taylor, but uh, it's very silhouette-like. You can barely make out a few of her facial features. It's more or less just a black shadow of Taylor. And she's in the woods with the trees behind her, and it's really foggy and just sort of... It's kind of creepy it's looking. Gray. It's my Yeah, it's my Twitter header, if you want to go look at it for anybody <laughs> who's listening to this. At it's Sam like, I Am, 1331. It's my Twitter header. <laughs> no, but, like, this is exactly how I would picture a visual of this song being done. And if she were to make it into a music video, is like we were talking about, the song is very literal and metaphorical at the same time Mm -hmm. and what i think would be a great video for this is use those literal visuals as the visuals on the screen and let the lyrics be the metaphor yeah that'd be awesome so it would show taylor in this type of setting and it may not even show her face entirely it may not even show the male character's face like they could remain silhouettes the entire time Mm. yeah that would be interesting i think kind of 
honestly what comes to mind when I was looking at these photos um, that she's been posting, and by the way, Out of the Woods is number one on iTunes. Of course it is. (laughs) Uh, um, What time are we at? We are one hour and 51 minutes after release. It's been up. No. Not even two hours. 11.15. Yeah, it went up at 11.15. But I kind of visualized, do you guys remember the photo that Taylor took for the lithograph for Haunted off of Speak Now when she was running through the woods in the dress? Yes. Yes. I visualized that. I don't know about the That's dress with this song, though. But yeah, that, that that just same kind of scene. Like, like she's dark, haunted woods. Kind the woods. Of. Yeah. yeah, are you out, trying to get out of the woods? Mm-hmm. That's That was what came to mind when I heard that title and still does come to mind when I listen to the song. I picture her running through the woods in the dress like kind of in slow motion kind of thing, but in that same like dark faded silhouette kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm very curious to see if there is an official music video to be made from this because traditionally videos are made for singles. Right. And Taylor yeah, was very was... clear on saying this wasn't a single. Now, why is that? Like, why would she release a song like this ahead of time that's not a single? I mean, she released it as a as a um promo mm-hmm. and uh no i see what you're saying she released it as a promotional but, but the you're thing right is, and she and she said that she was releasing it because it reflected the album as a whole the most um but it's interesting because if you look back on how she did it for uh for red all of the promo songs ended up being singles and all of and the only song off of Speak Now that she released as a promo song that didn't end up being a single was Speak Now. Um, mm. And so generally speaking, the way that she releases the promos is they end up being singles. So I'm kind of wondering if, you know, this one is selling as well as it seems to be selling. I mean, it's number one on iTunes. It sold out on iTunes, which is <laughs> sold out, which is unheard ridiculous. of. Well, that- and um, that could be a perfect reason to do it. Yeah, and that can be – I would. that's exactly what I was going to say, that that can be a really good reason for her to decide to Change make her mind. a single. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, it's interesting because speaking to your point, Sammy, like you pointed out that it's a promo and she said it's reflective of the album as a whole. Why wouldn't she want something that reflects the album as a whole – to be released as a single because that would draw people into the rest of the album. And she even said that all of the songs are so sonically cohesive, which would mean that this song sounds similar to other songs on the album. Yeah, but let's talk about that that quote for a minute. Um, this okay. song does not sound like Shake It Off. Not in the slightest. What is she talking about? Most sonically cohesive, Taylor. Where did Shake It Off come from then? sounds like it's like track a track one is a b c d and then you get to shake it off and it's like x shake it off shake it off it's like the the break from all the shake it off is like the purple spot on the dalmatian (laughs) the purple spot on the dalmatian a dalmatian is all white and black and then a purple spot would not fit in is, is that a cliche I haven't heard of before no I made it up right now actually oh okay (laughs) (laughs) it could be one though I don't know um, when yeah, Adam starts I, writing I, songs, I really would love to ask Taylor how "Shake It Off" is sonically cohesive with. Well, I guess the- we're gonna find out, though, right? I mean, right? maybe there are songs that sound more like that on the album, maybe this and is sounds the one more like um, out. "Out of the Woods." Like maybe they're on some sort of um, range, you know? 
don't know. That's we'll quite a out. range. Yeah. <laughs> I guess you gotta so. have a, quite a range on an album, though. If they all sounded the same, you'd listen to the first song, the second song, and then you'd be like, meh, next album. This is true. This is very true. It, it needs That's to why we keep screaming in color. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Steve's got it. So, Steve, if you had to rank this, as we do here on Taylor Talk, on a scale of 1 to 13, how would you rank it? I've been debating between 12 and 13. I think I'm going to go with 13. a boy. Yeah. I just have to say, just based off of the lyrical content, if you will, and the emotion that we're supposed to be feeling, it totally works. Definitely. Yes, sir. Sammy, 1 to 13. 13. Woo! 13 off the no, charts. No 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 debating that at all. I I agree with Steve that musically um and lyrically it is one of the stronger songs that I've heard from Taylor dare I say ever. Ever. Like, like ever. ever. <laughs> like, yes. like, like ever. ever. Flashback like, to the Red Era. Come on, Red Era is a flashback now. I know. Wow. She was a fetus two years ago. Yeah. It was a long time ago. So, Diane, 1 to 13. 13 out of 13. Booyah. There Woo! is nothing about this song that I do not like. Um, just love, love, love. It's uh, incredible. My turn. Your turn. <laughs> you oh, hate boy. it, right? You're going to give it a one? I'm going to give it a 13 million. This is the first song that I think we have all given 13 out of 13. Perfect 13 score. Um, Yeah, it really was. It was a great discussion with you guys. I mean, this is definitely really good discussion considering the time frame we had with only, you know, less than an hour since its release recording here, hitting the record button. So I think we definitely dove into it. Steve, I like your idea from early in the episode, like breaking down the music some. Maybe mm-hmm. for a future episode, yeah, we can go like a little more idea. in depth. Yeah. Kind of when we have a chance to digest the song fully. Yeah, I- exactly. Exactly. Uh, that's a great idea. It was great discussing it with you guys. I hope everybody in the audience enjoyed it. I hope I wasn't too much of a fanboy this episode. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's our job. We're supposed to be fanboy and fangirls. Wink, wink. I don't. I think Steve's the only one not in on this joke. Should I fill Steve in? Do it. Fill, fill everybody in. Fill yeah, everybody please. in. I think you have to now. I do. So, Steve, I, I was... um curiously surfing itunes earlier discovered we have a recent review um on taylor talk it's a one-star review the lowest score you can get really (laughs) yeah somebody gave us a one star it's awesome Um, we don't have very many of those but this one this one amused me nonetheless the comment says uh this podcast reminds me of an snl that's saturday night live an snl skit they take... I take that as a compliment, actually. Me too. The first I've never part. Been Thank that you. Funny. No Thank one you thinks for I'm saying that. that. Funny. Apparently, we are that funny, but I don't think they meant it as a compliment because they said they take fanboy slash fangirl to the extreme and generally talk like they're doing a children's show. <laughs> I don't think right. so. I've said the word slut shaming before. It's not a children's show. <laughs> this show is not for the faint of heart. It's about Taylor Swift. Okay. okay keep going oh that was so that that was the comment there was a little bit more but i'm not going to get into that um (laughs) because that was the that was the funny part because you know then then they just got mean and saying it astounds me how they got five how so many five-star reviews well maybe we got some five-star reviews because people actually like us some people apparently you don't you don't have to listen that's fine bye (laughs) waving you off right now Uh, (laughs) 
<laughs> it's um their gosh their username on here if anyone goes and looks them up it's native texan 210 i wonder if they're actually listening i wonder if they took the time to listen to a second episode because probably not because they said we were incredibly annoying oh right uh, i'm sorry i'll kick diane off the show then we'll be better oh i'm just gonna shake it no, off that's ah, i'm just gonna shake no. it off shake it off but anyway um it's funny that we got such a negative review there and you know we will just shake it off it is funny we're taking it as a little bit of humor now the thing is is actual good um good reviews and i don't mean good necessarily as in five star but good as in um what's critical. the word critical but what's it called constructive criticism if you can give us some constructive criticism, we'd love to hear from you guys. You know, if you love everything we're doing, by all means, five-star review, go for it. Um, if you think there's something we can improve on, those iTunes reviews are definitely a way to let us know. Obviously, we read them. I just read one here on the show. So if you guys want to leave us a review and kind of let us know so we can gauge how we're doing, um, you know, you can just head over to taylortalk.org slash iTunes. And that's a little bit of a shortcut link. That'll take you straight to the iTunes store where you can leave us a review. Other than that, if you want to participate in the show, uh, as you regulars know, we've got a variety of segments that you guys can contribute to. All you got to do is send us in the content for those segments. And you can find all the different ways to contact us at taylortalk.org slash contact. Remember, guys, go follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash taylortalk13. We'd love to chat with you guys on there. That's kind of our main little outlet we do have a bunch of other social networks but that's kind of the one we're on the most and we love talking to you guys so i think i've rambled long enough this episode i think went really great i really enjoyed talking to you guys hope everyone enjoyed listening for the special edition episode 155 of taylor talk the taylor swift podcast my name is adam i'm diane i'm sammy and i'm steve Saying have a great week, guys. We will get back with you next week. And for those of you who are disappointed we didn't have our Speak Now flashback episode, we're just going to do Speak Now and Red together next week, assuming Taylor doesn't give us another song. And then if she does, (laughs) yay. And and if she does, you get another episode like this. Sorry. We'll just have to do the Red and Speak Now flashbacks like in two years when the next album comes out. Yeah, we'll just because the, the week after that is going to be the album. So if it doesn't happen next week, you guys won't get it at all. Sorry. Um, other than that, yeah, I just want you guys to keep an eye out. You know, I apologize for this coming a day late. I hope you forgive us. I hope uh, you let us out of the woods <laughs> and understand, you know, if something like this happens, it's going to be a day late. So uh, I just keep going. I'm sorry. Just, just say goodbye. <laughs> just end just it. Just end it. I bid you adieu, everybody. That's goodbye beautiful. and good night. Bye, guys. Adam, are we in the clear? Yes, sir. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. This podcast is not directly affiliated with Taylor Swift.